Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. This is The World in 10 from the Times of London on Thursday the 5th of January. I'm in Camp Ifejika. And I'm Laura Cook. Pope Benedict has been laid to rest at St. Peter's Basilica at the Vatican. Roman Catholics from around the world have demonstrated for him. Uh, a lot of people queuing for hours to uh, file uh, through uh, St. Peter's Basilica while his body was lying in state. Republicans in the House of Representatives fail for another day to elect a leader. No member-elect having received a majority of the whole number of votes cast, a speaker has not been elected. Thousands of worshippers have attended the funeral of the former head of the Roman Catholic Church, Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI, who was buried at the Vatican on Thursday morning. The crowds who began gathering before dawn applauded when the late Pope's coffin was brought out into St. Peter's Square. He was laid to rest in the crypt under the Basilica, following the funeral service presided over by his successor and current Pope Francis. More than 90 previous popes are buried there. There were prayers asking God to console the church and several readings, including in English and Spanish. Pope Francis read the homily to Benedict. Holding fast to the Lord's last words and to the witness of his entire life, we too, as an ecclesial community, want to follow in his steps and to commend our brother into the hands of the Father. May those merciful hands find his lamp alight with the oil of the gospel that he spread and testified to for his entire life. The ceremony brought heads of state and European royalty to Rome for a solemn ceremony that differed only slightly from the liturgy that salutes the passing of a reigning pontiff. The only official delegations, however, came from Germany, where he was born at Joseph Ratzinger, and Italy, where he spent much of his professional life. Among the heads of state attending in a private capacity were President Novak of Hungary, President Duda of Poland, King Philip of Belgium and Queen Sophia of Spain. Philip Willen, a journalist in Rome who writes for The Times, was there and said the crowds that began to arrive before dawn. I think there was a certain amount of surprise at uh, how much effect, affection and support um, the people of uh, Rome and Catholics from around the world have demonstrated for him. Uh, a lot of people 
queuing for hours to uh, file uh, through uh, St. Peter's Basilica while his body was lying in state. Uh, the Vatican said that the, the total number over the three days was actually about uh, 200,000. Benedict died aged 95 on Saturday morning at his home in a monastery in the Vatican Gardens, where he had spent the last decade in quiet prayer and contemplation after becoming the first pope in six centuries to resign. Applause broke out once again as his coffin was taken away, with many shouting, Saint now. No member elect having received a majority of the whole number of votes cast, a speaker has not been elected. To the United States now, where voting for the role of Speaker of the US House of Representatives has been adjourned into a third day. Hardline members of the Republican Party repeatedly defied calls by former President Donald Trump to unite behind his ally Kevin McCarthy. After three failed votes and a round of closed-door talks, McCarthy appeared no closer to securing the post of House Speaker a powerful job second in line of succession to the presidency. A sufficient number having risen, the yeas and nays are ordered. Members will record their votes by electronic device. On this vote, the yeas are 200. On this vote, the yeas are 216. The nays are 214. Accordingly, the motion is adopted. Accordingly, the House stands adjourned until noon tomorrow. Clerk of the House of Representatives Cheryl L. Johnson there, as lawmakers voted to go home for the evening on Wednesday and try again at midday on Thursday. This stalemate has raised questions about Republicans' ability to govern over the coming two years as they stumbled over what's usually a routine vote at the outset of a legislative session. House members must first name a leader before swearing in individual members and taking up legislative business. The last time the House failed to elect a speaker on the first ballot was in 1923, during a contest that took nine ballots to resolve. You're listening to The World in Ten, with insight into the globe's biggest stories in just ten minutes. Amazon is cutting more than 18,000 employees in the biggest round of layoffs by a technology giant yet. The world's largest retailer, which rode a surge in demand at the height of the pandemic, is now moving to cut costs amid lower demand and fears of recession. The group began reducing its vast workforce in November, with a report it was targeting about 10,000 roles. However, Amazon confirmed it decided to eliminate more. It will begin informing affected staff later this month. Now, as the world anticipates the publication of Prince Harry's new book, a leaked extract has been revealed in which Harry claims his brother knocked him to the floor in an argument about his wife Meghan. In the extract in the UK's Guardian newspaper, Harry says the Prince of Wales grabbed me by the collar, ripping my necklace, and he knocked me to the floor. Times Radio's Jenny Barsby has more. Harry's book spares release next week, but this passage details a confrontation at Nottingham Cottage within Kensington Palace in 2019, in which Harry says the push resulted in cuts to his back from a bowl he fell on. Harry says Prince William called Meghan difficult, rude and abrasive, to which he accused his brother of parroting the press narrative about her. He describes William as furious before he returned and apologised. 
Talk TV's royal correspondent Rupert Bell explained how this news would have been so upsetting to their mother, Diana. The one thing she wanted with them was for the brothers to look after each other because she knew how difficult it could be for them. And, and as you hear in the, one of the points in the extract is that the king's saying, please try and almost pleading with them, I don't want this to be at the heart of my reign, particularly when he's in his 70s, yes. that this is going to be the defining thing is, is the feud between his children. It's time to get the sports news now with Novak Djokovic's vaccination status still affecting his playing career. Here's John Jackson. World number five tennis player Novak Djokovic is set to miss the Indian Wells and Miami Open if he remains unvaccinated against COVID-19. A statement from the US Transportation Security Administration on Wednesday said the requirement for foreign air travellers to be fully vaccinated against the disease would be in place until April the 10th. Indian Wells runs from March the 6th to 19th and the Miami Open from March the 20th to April the 2nd. The 35-year-old Serb was unable to defend his Australian Open crown last year after being deported from the country on the eve of the event due to his unvaccinated status. The nine-time Australian Open champion is currently warming up for the 2023 season in Adelaide after his three-year travel ban to the country was waived in November. The Australian Open begins on Monday the 16th of January in Melbourne. The author of over 30 novels, including The Life and Loves of a She-Devil, Faye Weldon, has died at the age of 91. Born in the UK, she was brought up in New Zealand and published her first novel in 1967. Weldon was shortlisted for the Booker and Whitbread Literature Prizes for her works Praxis and Worst Fears. She was best known for her witty, cutting and mischievous stories about the lives and loves of women, which she often drew on from her own colourful and turbulent private life and relationships. And finally, Lake Superior University has released its annual list of banned words for 2023. The tradition dates back to 1976 to encourage excellence in the use of language and combat overuse oxymorons and cliches. So what are this year's entries? Topping the poll is GOAT, an acronym for greatest of all time, which we'd have to agree is probably overused, especially with the recent death of Pele and Lionel Messi winning the recently concluded Football World Cup with Argentina in Qatar. Other words on the funeral pyre include gaslighting, which is when someone manipulates you into questioning your own reality. There's also inflection point and quiet quitting, a Gen Z phrase which loosely means doing the bare minimum of what's required, especially in a work setting. Add to those irregardless, moving forward, amazing, absolutely. But my favourite is, it is what it is. Does that make sense? Which is also another. And that's it from your GOAT of podcasts, The World in 10 from the Times of London on Thursday the 5th of January. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.